Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Ridge, and our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. So as a piece of that, our goal each week is to bring you something that's hopeful and helpful. So subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Ridge Community Church Podcast. You know, if you find this episode helpful and hopeful, then I want to encourage you to give this podcast a follow or subscribe, and then give us a rate interview so that more people can find these hopeful and helpful conversations. In this episode, I got to sit down and chat with the Ridge Kids director, Victor Weiler, and chat about prayer. Specifically, we talk about three different scenarios that people might find challenging to pray in. Those are praying in front of others, praying with your significant other, and then helping your kids learn how to pray. Victor shares his thoughts on how you can learn to be more comfortable doing all three of these things. This is my conversation with Victor. Well, hey, Victor, thanks for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. It's good to be back and chatting with you again. Well, hey, I'd, uh, I'd love to chat a little bit with you about, about prayer and just praying in different situations, because I know it's something that um, you know, a lot of people can really be easily be intimidated by prayer and, um, you know, and have a vision of what prayer could be. And sometimes it can be full of misconceptions. And, uh, and so I'd love to chat about like, kind of like three different ways that we pray and we can kind of dive into that, but, um, kind of covering, Hey, how do we pray in front of others? How do we pray with our significant other? Um, and how do we pray with kids? So, but to start off first, I just love to hear, you know, how, how, how have you seen prayer affect your life? Yeah, I've, uh, I've seen it in a few different ways. Uh, first, to just give you my first experience of how it really shocked me and how God works, um, I came to know Christ in college. So for me, uh, I didn't really have an experience of what was going on as a kid um, or even watching my parents do it. Um, and it wasn't until college that I started um, dating a girl that, you know, I just went to church with. And um, through that journey and through many other different mentors and people I ran into, um, that's where my journey began. And one thing that was always important to me was teachers and adults that had good impacts on me when I was a kid, I, I kept in touch with in some way or another. And I remember going to my kindergarten teacher, Rita Wagner. My uh, kindergarten. So was this was this as you were a kindergartner or as no, as an you going adult. back as an adult? So this, yeah. Wow, okay, so cool. coming back as an adult, I would go back and I, I'd visit. And um, so I just finished college. Um, I was now a Christian. You know, like so. There's a different component of it. And I went back just to visit Rita Wagner and just say hi and see how she's doing because I think she was about to retire at that time. And I remember starting to talk just about my faith journey now. And she just like stopped and she started tearing up and then just got this really big smile. And she's like, Victor, I've been praying for you since you were a little five-year-old in this class each and every day. Wow. And that just stopped me because I always felt that there was something extra there, extra something special. As I was a kid growing up, even though I knew nothing about God or what was happening. And that was my first introduction of like how prayer works. But, and I wanted to dig deeper into that and look a little bit more into that because it was like, wow, this woman saw something and saw something in me to decide to say, I need to pray for him. And I need to pray for him even after he's gone into grade school and into middle school and into high school and on beyond, I'm going to keep praying for him. Uh, did did she ever tell you what that was? Did she ever like mention why she felt 
she should be praying for you specifically? Um, I think she saw, my parents didn't go to parent teacher conferences or at least to start anyways. Um, sure. So they didn't go. And she was one that she, I don't think teachers do this anymore or they, <laughs> they never think about it. She came to my parents' house and knocked on the door because wow. they didn't come, they didn't come to the parent teacher conference. And she wanted to know why she just wanted it. And so she came in to my house and saw what I was living in, which wasn't a great household. Uh, I mean, we all grew up, we're all healthy, we're all doing well, but she saw the need um, of what we were going through. And I think that just put it on her heart that mm. I need to pray for this kid. And, and that was just something that was really special and made me feel like, wow, there is a God that's looking out for us and he uses every other person in this world to do that. That's incredible. Yeah. So then fast forward, you, you know, um, had this really cool experience with your kindergarten teacher who is like, well, one shout out to kindergarten teachers everywhere because, you know, they make an impact. They made a lasting impact here. Amen. And, uh, and then you are like, okay, prayer is significant. Yeah. Uh, before that, was there, what were your thoughts on prayer? Like how, that before I got that, before I had that experience, um, I would say it's what we do. Cause I think I was, I was going to a Catholic church with my coach and my girlfriend. And, and it was like the, you do this prayer and that's what we do. And it was like, Oh, okay. That's what you do. And so, so more I of the like traditional, like, yep, like traditional things. And so prayer, I just yeah. thought that that's what we do when we're in church. Um, but that's just gotcha. the way. Yeah. So it was like a church thing. Yeah. It was just more of like a, a church thing. And, and then you have this big, huge impactful moment with your kindergarten teacher and then your whole perspective is different. Yep. And my whole, and how that changed the way I pray after that, there was, you know, I think the next thing was I started praying for every single one of my family members every Mm -hmm. single day. Um, Just lifting it up. God saying, Hey, I want them to know you. Uh, and then I was able to see out of all of that, um, only one person, but I've seen one of my siblings come to know who Jesus is. And that was another impactful thing. So I remember being two years straight and then my sister, um, kind of came along and that was another thing where I was like, I prayed for her. I, and, and that, and that came through and that, and that worked. Um, and then just the other point of where I've seen that really kind of build and go, uh, is during the COVID years. Um, I actually, so they kind of segue into, how I've seen it work and how I've been impacted by it more or help others be impacted by it was um, uh, I joined the prayer team. So I kind of joined the prayer team, kind of led the prayer team uh, through the ridge. And what's the, so for those listening, what's, yep. what's a prayer team? Yeah. Uh, prayer team is just for a group of people uh, that get together and pray every day for things happening for the church um, for the people connected to the church. So people send out prayer requests, um, mom's having surgery, whatever, um, praying for pastor Mark or the message going on that week, uh, praying for things that are happening in the world. So something related to Ukraine right now that as the Ridge is helping stuff with Ukraine, uh, all of those things, we have a group of women and men, uh, that get together daily and pray, wow. um, together. And are you so still doing that through video chat? Is that, yeah, I think they do it yeah. through a video chat. I think some people even come on through a call if they if they have an yeah, opportunity yeah. to do it, if they yeah. depend upon their technology needs. Uh, and so I had a really great experience of being immersed in it completely, of being with a team that 
uh, was being intentional about their prayer and not just doing it because it was a chore or not just doing it because people say that's what you should do because you're because you're a believer in Jesus, but because um, they were they're invested in praying for others and and putting them on their hearts. So yeah, I mean, you surround yourself with people who not only believe in the impact of prayer, but like really enjoy it, you know, and I'm sure that changes a little bit about your own attitude and feelings towards prayer. Yeah. It definitely gave me a different perspective. So I would say those are the three different things that gave me different perspectives was having someone pray for me, praying for others, and then going to a level of being with a group of people that are immersed in prayer. And I mean, they do it on a daily, like being with a group that does it and is intentional about it and will ask you about it and will follow up with you on it. Uh, those are the three different components of what I've experienced and seen and how it works. I love that. That's almost like a little like guidebook as well of mm-hmm. being like, Hey, ask for prayer for someone, uh, or ask for prayer from someone for you, uh, be praying for others and then be willing to be with people who are praying. I love that. So that's, I think it's a succinct way of, Hey, how do you grow your own personal prayer? Um, not even just in terms of like how to get better at prayer, whatever that means, but, um, how to be more comfortable with it, which I think kind of like segues into like one of those ideas of as part of following Jesus, there's going to be moments where you pray for, pray for others. You pray in front of others, uh, which, I mean, I'm sure somebody hears that and they're like terrified. They're like, no way. I am not praying in front of others. Uh, you do all the time. Right. You get to pray for others all the time. What has made you comfortable doing that? I'm sure part of that is just like kind of personality hardwiring. Um, but I'm curious if that's something that's like grown for you. Like previously, you're like, no way. And now you're like, yes way. Uh, Yahweh. Sorry. That's a uh, terrible, uh, terrible pastor joke there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. What is that? What's it like for you? And how do you like pray in front of others? Mm hmm. I think one of the major changes for me of when I went from this, oh, that's what we do in church, um, to how it has an impact is really taking everybody else out of the room. And that is a, it is strictly a conversation with God. And I think once I was able to do that, I can take everybody else of the room and just talk to my God, the father mm-hmm. <laughs> or to, to who God, the father is. And and just realizing that um, that's an open segue to just talk to him and not feel like I have to add in certain words or say it a certain way. Um, and really just not worrying that people are there about worrying about what they think or, oh, if I say this word or that word, but being like, no, I'm talking directly just to one. I'm not just talking to everybody in this room. I'm talking to God. And yes, maybe there's people that are sitting along with us and, and doing that. Um, yeah, that's just, interesting. I, I think that sometimes we have this assumption that, um, because some people do this, right? I don't want to, I'm not speaking poorly of them. I think that's just how they, how they pray, but they almost pray and the prayer itself is like a message for the other people. Does that, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and you know, everyone's just figuring it out or whatever, but I think that can be intimidating when someone has this expectation that they need to reciprocate that right. Where their, their prayer needs to like, you know, have this specific meaning that the other people in the group drives when really, as you said, really well, you're just talking to God. I really like that. Yeah. It's, 
and I get away from the aspect of what I tell my kids when I tell other kids, this is not a performance. Um, this is, it's just a conversation. And, um, what helps you ground, like what helps you prevent that? What helps you prevent like the performance mindset? Probably because I am just such a social person. <laughs> it's easier. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's easier. I think naturally for me, because I'm good. I, I'm, I feel like I'm good at just being able to go up and talk to people. And so I'm just like, okay, yeah. I'm going to talk with God right now. And yeah, yeah. this is the language I have. And this is what I wanted to say is, what I love about it when someone's truly just talking directly to God is you hear their heart. You hear their heart to what they want to say to God, as opposed to hearing what you think, what they think you want to hear. If, I, I don't, I, if you get what I'm trying to say there is I think yeah. people think there's a certain way you have to pray to God yeah. and God's after your heart. And so, I mean, I, I think the best way to explain it is just listen to any, any kid that prays. Um, Ooh, yeah, just listen. Really to that. What do you mean? They're going to give you their heart. They're they're not influenced by the world already. You start getting into middle school. You start getting into high school, and all social pressures and how you're teased. Like my fourth grade boy already says, "I can't cry in fourth grade because it shows weakness." So you know, you know, example, just an example right there. So they're already like being marked by like what other people are thinking, what other people are doing, what. And so the way I relate it to is like go to a kid. And ask them to pray, you know, when they're in preschool, first grade, kindergarten, they're not influenced by all those other things already. But now you start getting into fourth, fifth, sixth grade, there's all these different social pressures. And then we keep those as we go, as we become adults. Um, what my first uh, volunteering thing at, at a church was as a, a elementary small group leader. And yes. I remember some of the prayers, you're so right. Like that's, that's dead on like the, the prayers of, uh, you know, my, my goldfish died, God, please, you know, help my goldfish, you know, be happy. You know what I mean? Like just these, yeah. these things that are yeah. like, if you're thinking about what other people are thinking, you would never make a prayer about your goldfish, <laughs> you know, like really. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. uh, but <laughs> the inhibition, I think it's like some of that childlike faith of, Hey, if God was my dad, which he is, then what, what would I talk to him about? How would I talk to him? I think, I wonder if that can be challenging also for people that maybe have a challenging relationship with their dad. Yeah. And, and agreed. Yeah. Those that don't know who their dad, I mean, that, that would always be a different thing. And, and just the last thing I think in praying in front of others, and I tell this to kids and adults alike is. Praying is a privilege, not a punishment. Um, hmm. I think in the midst of when someone's like, who wants to pray? And everybody's just like, that, and everybody's hands go, <laughs> everybody's looking away and like, yes. mysteriously yeah. like, oh, don't look yeah. at me, don't pick on uh -huh. me. To be able to say, uh, I think there's lots of people who are like, hey, Charlie, you're going to pray today. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, like, oh no. Like it's, it's almost feels like that's a punishment now. And to be able to acknowledge and just let you know that praying is a privilege, not a punishment. Um, and when I can say that, I can see just even the ease of some kids kind of be like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I can do this then. Yeah. Um, or even adults, when I say to adults, like, because I Seriously, think yeah. most adults are afraid of it more than even kids sometimes. So, why do you think we feel like it is a punishment? 
I, I think you could go to a, a multitude of reasons. Um, one, I would think of adequacy of, I don't feel like I'm adequate enough yeah. to speak to God. Uh, to I've heard people pray before and they know God. I don't think I know God that well. Mm, that comparison game. A comparison game. You hear, I mean, yeah. if you listen to Pastor Dave Dodge <laughs> pray, <laughs> you know, like he just yeah. feels like he, you know, like, oh yeah, he would have been praying with Moses and he would have been, I mean, but then you look at someone like a Moses who we consider one of the greatest leaders of all time in biblical terms. Sure. He was afraid. He was yeah. afraid to go speak in front of Pharaoh and he thought he was going to have stuttering issues. And yet we look at some of his prayers and the way that he led through God when he trusted God and he just, he just, he just let it roll and he, and he made it happen when he, when he trusted in that. And so I think it's adequacy um, of, they don't feel like they're good enough to do it. Yeah. Um, and then also too, it's just, I think there's that scripted aspect. Yeah. So that's, it's that. Um, I think that's the main reason, but yeah, again, no, that's good. many different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different angles with that. You know, I'm sure that, um, yeah, I think there's uh, to add on a little bit. I think that it feels vulnerable. You know, I think, I think to what you said yeah. about the heart thing, I think that really touched on that. Like it feels like you'll, you're being vulnerable in front of other people, you know, and I think that's going to tie into, uh, kind of a conversation about praying with significant others, but when we pray to God, we kind of, you open yourself up because you are, it's like a, you're opening your heart to God. And if you're around other people, there's that assumption that that's being a, that's there too. Um, yeah. which I'm sure is, there's just like a, almost like a, almost like, you know, you're a coach, the reps thing. You just need some reps, you know, you just need some, Oh wait, I can do this. I can do this because I've done it. But, and it is about that vulnerability too. So yeah, adequacy, vulnerability. I would say those are the main two that I see because um, we know we're praying in front of 10 people. Even if we're speaking directly to God, we know ultimately there's 10 people listening. So, you know, you, you know, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I'm so sorry for stealing something at the grocery store yesterday. And everybody's right, like, right. Well, <laughs> what just happened? Maybe, maybe know the, uh, the right elements to pray for. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> um, okay. So let's, so, uh, I mentioned it a little bit, but praying with your significant other, whether that's a spouse, yeah. you know, boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend, um, what, I mean, the vulnerability is a part of why it might be challenging to, to pray with others, but, mm -hmm. um, why do you think praying with your significant other is important? Is important. I think it's part of the commitment uh, that you guys make to one another. The covenant, as I would say, even <laughs> yeah. uh, that you guys made to one another is when you bring two together and then there's the third component of God, you know, it, it goes back to that, uh, um, not Ephesians. Why am I totally blank? And I, which verses is, yeah, I think it's Ephesians. Yeah. When um, two are better than one, but then the third makes it even stronger. That strand, uh, Ephesians four, nine, there we go. I can try to pull it out there. Love it. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah. Um, but when you put that strand together with God is saying he's in the mix with this relationship too. Hmm. And what makes it so important is it's not just about the man. It's not just about the woman, but it's about the third component of God being in that marriage too. And if that is true, 
you have to invite them into the, into the conversation if you want the marriage to be successful. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's a prayer and, and, and prayer can look different in all of those things. It can be, hey, we're setting a meeting aside once a week just to discuss through who we are and what we want for our lives, for our kids, how we can correct those things. Um, that can be like writing out a prayer list and then mm. how you Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's super practical too of being like, hey, uh, let's come up with things that we'd want to pray for for each other, with each other. Uh, that way you don't feel, because I think, you know, praying in front of others, the spontane- spontaneity of that uh, can be intimidating. And so having, mm-hmm. hey, I know we want to talk to God about this. Let's do it together. I really like that. Is there any other like suggestions or tips you might have for uh, a couple that's couples. trying to, I don't know, develop this? Because there's probably many people that just have never prayed yep. outside of maybe a, at a meal or something like that. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Uh, one thing that uh, my wife and I do um, that I think is a really great first step on it is whatever something is put on our hearts or we know of a friend or something that comes up within family member stuff, um, she will text me immediately and just be, hey, can you be praying for mm. blah, 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 because, I, or, you know, maybe we just know that one of our kids had a bad day before going to school and, and, and is like, Hey, I'm just feeling kind of heavy about them going to school today. Can you just be, even though we're off in two different directions. Yeah. Um, Almost this praying? idea that you're both united and praying for the same thing. Yes. And that, and that's a part of it is I think it's really important and valuable that when something does comes up instead of saying like, Oh, I'll talk to them later about that when we get home after we're all tired and then we just talk about it. But when it's something is on our heart, um, we've kind of made a promise to one another to be like, send a text and say, this is on my heart. Can you be praying for this today? Mm-hmm. Um, and usually what I do, I get that text right away and I just take five to 10 seconds to just have a prayer with God right in that moment. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be long. I love that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be long. You don't have to take 10 minutes to go to it. You can, and I think it's right. valuable. I think it's <laughs> right, valuable. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, just to be able to just say, "I'm lifting this up to you today, God." I can't, you know, I can worry about this all day, but I also know that you're, you're, you've got my back on this too. That no matter what's going to happen, and I think it's a part of uh, one of the mess or the messages that we're going through this month in Ridge Kids. It, it's talking about hope that even when bad things happen, that we still have a God that's got our back. I think there's that component of we always think, well, God's got our back, so nothing bad should happen to me. And that's not the case at all. Right. There's going to be tough things happening all the time. And even in this broken world we live in, things aren't going to go the way that we hope they'd go. And, yeah. And, um, but yeah, I'd I rather that, have, yeah, go ahead. I think that, you know, uh, as a part of kind of asking for that prayer, we really showcase what we value too. So you are really seeing your wife's heart when she asks you to pray for something specific. I think that's, I mean, I think it's a really cool side of being able to pray with, pray with your significant other is like, you see what's so important to Lindsay uh, when she asks you, Hey, would you, would you pray for this? And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm with you in this. Um, There's actually one of the things that in our, in our uh, premarital counseling, we were just like told, Hey, one of the simplest prayers you can have is just one of you says, 
hey, what would you like to pray for today? And that person says, hey, what do you need prayer for today? And then you just take a little bit of time and you just pray for that specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it opens, I mean, it, it, it may start a conversation on a thing you didn't even know they needed. You know, it just enhances your communication and your, your values there. So um, I love the asking for prayer concept. Yeah, and I, I even have my, pre, when I'm doing premarital uh, with couples, right now too i i asked them i was like guess what when we get to the end of these i was like i want you guys to pray for one another at some point during these sessions you know so mm-hmm. i'm going to ask a different person each time whether you're comfortable or not just just do what you can get the word like so i know some of them they've never prayed before and they're like oh, but they do it they just let it and all of a sudden like they're like okay i'm giving this out this feels weird and it feels awkward again it's you got to practice it <laughs> how too. how kind of cool and honest are those moments though I'm sure that some really cool moments have happened because of that. Yeah, they are they're really special. I mean, because I would say most of the couples I've been um, meeting with recently, one is really strong on it, but doesn't know how to like approach the other who's kind of like coming along <laughs> per sure. se. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think one just kind of says, well, you're good at it. You can just kind of do it. And, and I just let them know, I was like, guess what though? We're all part of God's family. We're all, you know, you're, you are God's child too. And he wants to know what's on your heart too. And I think that's important because what's on your heart will help open up to knowing what your partner um, can know about you and how they feel. So I think it's just, it's just good opportunities to, to know what's going on there. So. That's awesome. Okay. So last kind of topic. Yep. Uh, you are the Ridge Kids Director at the Ridge, and you have kiddos. And so you get to pray with for help lots of kids start their journey in prayer. And um, like, how, how about praying with kids? Like, how do you help them pray? Do you change how you pray at all? Uh, what does that look like for you? First part of it, I try not to change up the way I pray. Um, because I want them to be able to be, you know, I don't want to change it up to kid language or adult language or whatever, like, but just talk, talk to them directly about like, Hey, this is, this is what we do, um, to kind of understand. And I, and I give it a, I think what I love about the Ridge and how we approach most things is give it at a basic level so that you can kind of help discover things from there. Yeah. And so this is not a new thing. But I just tell the kids, so when we do large group prayer with the kindergarten through third grade kids, I'm like, all right, we are going to pray now. And not everybody knows, maybe knows what that is, but this is what we do. I was like, I just was like, hey, can everybody just clap their hands, lace them, and then uh, place them on your laps. And the reason we do that is just, guess what? Life is distracting. <laughs> There's so many things that want to distract us. And this just helps us kind of like settle down a little bit. And then we close our eyes because guess what? If we're looking all over the place and thinking about other things, um, again, another distraction. And even right there though, like that, I think you just hit a really core principle of explain why we do the things we do. Right. So it's not just like, you don't have this concept of, Oh, when you pray, you just close your eyes because that's what prayer is. It's like, no, it's like, there's a very like meaningful part of this that really, I'd imagine, especially for elementary, like, 
that really makes sense. They're like, oh yeah, I do get distracted easily. You know, uh, I love that. Yeah. And then the, the final part of that is I say, now you don't have to pray with us, but, um, for those that want to listen to what God has to say to them, can we still just be quiet? So we don't distract them from hearing, yeah. you know, from hearing from God, uh, what it is, it's not giving them an out, but it's saying there's something really special about this. There's something yeah. really special about what prayer is. Maybe you don't understand it yet. Um, but this is a part of how we can be able to reach him and talk to him and mm-hmm. the gift that he's given us again, relating it back to that, that gift component, um, that we have an opportunity to talk to him. Yeah. There used to be a time and this doesn't get talked about before Jesus came much is there really wasn't a great connection. It was, you are either a priest or <laughs> you do this and you're yeah. closer to God. And then if you're just a common little villager or just doing life on your own, you re- you really don't have that access. Sorry. Yeah. You know, you have to go and do something different. And so what this is like saying, we have an opportunity. All of us have access to God now. And that is yeah. such a special gift. Um, that is how I, that's how I started. Um, and just keep praying with them. So when it comes down to you are starting your family, um, it gets harder if all of a sudden they're sixth and ninth grade and you're deciding t- today, guess what we're going to do today, guys? We're going to start praying together every day. And they're like, yeah. what? That like throws yeah. it off. It's got to be able to be that thing that you start doing or find a way um, to kind of put it into your everyday life. So obviously for us, it's easy. We um, pray before meals. We pray before we go off to school. Uh, we pray before we go to bed. Um, but I've also just tried to find uh, different opportunities like when something kind of sudden comes up uh, and say, you know what, guys, let's pray about that right now together. Uh, mm-hmm. And just in a moment, like just to know like, hey, you can do that anytime. And I, I asked my kids too, I'm like, hey, was there any time during school that you just thought about God or thought about something you'd want to say to him? Or do you, uh, do you talk to God during the day? And they're like, no. I was like, did you know you can? Yeah. Yeah. You can talk to him any time. Um at any point. Uh so I think the steps I kind of use is just first start out just finding those times of like when you feel like, hey, this is when we can pray as a family. Um yeah. doing those moments doesn't have to be these long, elaborate ones. Um, I also ask if they want to add anything to the prayer. So if they, if, if they might not be comfortable with it, or you might not be comfortable with it, it's like, just ask, Hey, what's on your mind? What would you want to talk to God about? And then you can yeah. add that in your prayer as you pray for them. Um, I always give them opportunities to pray. I say, Hey, would you want to, would you want to do it today? I mean, we have our kids pray for the meals. And sometimes my fourth grader used to do lots of great prayers. And now he's in that stage of where he's like, God, thanks for the food. Amen. <laughs> so it's like yeah. very short and sweet <laughs> because he's like, I want to eat. Um, yeah. And so we have to be able to kind of work that in and be like, hey, that is a prayer. That's great. Um, I mean, he used to be just locked in to one specific prayer all the time. And it talked it, it talked about something different. And it wasn't related to, to a meal. And we're like, okay, that's great. Um, but how can we, you know, expand upon that? Or it, it, like, how, how can you just talk to him as opposed to just saying, this is what I'm always going to say to you. Um, gotcha. So almost like seeing when there's the same prayer every time mm-hmm. and um, like there can be power in that, like in, in the repetition of a prayer, yes. but also yeah. being willing to be like, Hey, like what else is new maybe today? Or what are you facing in school and things like that? And 
um, almost guiding along of like, Hey, that's a thing you can pray for. Why don't you give it a shot? That type of thing. Yeah. Yep. So it sounds like a lot of connecting dots, honestly, like, yes, it wouldn't, because to be honest, like there's things that maybe don't naturally connect mentally. Like, Oh, I got, had this bad experience at school today. I might not think right away to pray for it, but if you can help them like talk through, Hey, what happened today? Let's talk to God about it. Like, that's a really, I like that. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing and the last thing is as a parent, when you're praying about stuff with your kids, do the follow-up. When some, when a prayer is actually answered, talk about your kids. Remember we were praying about that when we were praying for grandma and, and her surgery. And look on the other side, like show them examples of how prayer worked through that moment. Yeah. Um, that is what I think, even as adults, we pray and we feel like it just goes off. It just disappears. It's off in space. We set it. Maybe we feel better about just saying it and getting it off our chest. But when we're able to see how God works in that prayer, um, again, that's what hooked me. That's what hooked yeah. me into knowing and, and realizes is when I talked to someone and they told me, I've been praying for you for years. Mm. And this is the result is I'm like, all right, did God pay more attention? You know, like in my mind, I was like, did God pay more attention to me now? Because I've been yeah, yeah. prayed for? Well, yes. <laughs> he didn't pay any less attention to me, but it was being made aware that there was yeah. something there and there was a presence there that I paid attention to and I followed and mm-hmm. I found him through that. Um, yeah. That's where I wonder it if it would be, uh, I wonder if it'd be helpful having some sort of board or wall or, pieces of paper, whatever, like fits your family best. Right. Like, uh, it's so easy to forget if we don't write it down. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I've I've done a couple of families that do like a prayer wall and they'll have like highlight a couple specific things. And then they can be like, Hey, remember this, we prayed for this, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I think it's, it's working with what your family's built up traditions are and what you're going off to do here and there that you guys get to, it's about what we talked, I think on the last podcast too, about building those family values. Yeah. You know, And if you make prayer an important part of what you're doing, yes, there's going to be moments where your kids don't want to do it or you don't want to do it, but it's a matter of saying like, Hey, no, this is a promise we made. You know, this is a part of what our relationship is to, to God. Yeah. And how we get to communicate with him, you know, and until we pass on, <laughs> you don't have to talk about it with your kids, about it, but until we pass on and we get to talk to him <laughs> in a different route of, I don't know how that looks, but yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's really and, great. Yeah. That's it. And I do really want to highlight, like you mentioned that, you know, it's a lot harder to start when they're older. That's very true. Um, and so it is super valuable to start as they're younger and like help them like have that uh, routine and, um, comfortability, but that doesn't mean it's hopeless. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, once okay. they're, once they hit 13 prayer windows done, you know, it's like, no, they can still learn and grow. You, your methods just might be different in terms of how you help them get there. Or I'm sure part of it is really exemplifying it. And, um, well, and, and, and that's the important part of what we say in our child dedications is make sure you have your village. I think a part of it is too, as, as they get older, when you're looking at students in middle school and high school, and you'd agree with this as a student director is the more, um, 
adult and pure peer mentors or people that are having a, a faith journey that is something you'd want to follow are important to have in your life so that even if they don't want to pray with you, mom and dad, but they're willing to pray with small group leader in eighth grade. That's huge. That is huge. Yeah. And yeah, well, you, you don't want prayer or a relationship with God to just be, Oh, that's something my parents do. You exactly. know, um, that's, Oh, no, that's what my buddy does. That's what this person that I look up to does. Yeah. That's really great. That's awesome. Well, Victor, I think this is like, this is a really interesting conversation. I think it like kind of exposes a lot of our, our hearts and our fears. And also that, you know, at the end of the day, God's big, he loves us and he wants to talk to us and kind of figuring out cool ways that we can help others. And, um, it's really valuable. So thanks for hopping on the podcast, talking about it. Of course, anytime. Well, that was my conversation with Victor. And I think he shared some really practical things for prayer. When praying in front of others, just remember that it doesn't need to be a performance where others are expecting something of you. It's just talking to God. When it comes to praying with your significant other, say a prayer for something that you know they're passionate about. And I really love the idea that when you teach your kids how to pray, you should share why you do the things that you do. That makes it all more personal and not just a routine. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode, and make sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations.